Sports Talk Chicago. Here with John Zaglou. Great to have all of you back here with us. Segment two, and we are going to continue our conversation with the sports radio legend, host of the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, and the contributor to the Ballroom Network, Mike North. Mike, we just discussed Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields. A great yep. discussion. I want to get your take now. We kind of alluded to this. Matt Eberflus, what the hell has been wrong with him this season? Well, I'd like to address where the hell Bill Polian is. <laughs> yes. Great point. Well, here's a guy in hiding. He's like Saddam Hussein. He's in a hole somewhere after he picked this whole nonsense, number one. And his junior executives, Poles and Eberflus, at Indianapolis got the gig. It was a fix from the beginning. Period. End of story. Like I said, I'll take a 71-year-old Pete Carroll to coach the Bears for the next four years. I'd have no problem with it. He's got more life on the sidelines than most coaches. I'd take a lot of coaches over the guy we got. Yet, their problem is at quarterback, and they know it. They know he's not the guy to take him to the promised land. I think they know either guy is. And they're going to have to figure that out. But don't. I'd rather stick with Justin, and I'd rather stick with Bajan than that. What's troubling is Iberflus looks like an assistant on the sidelines. He doesn't have the command, doesn't have the presence. Um, I think the players sense a guy back on his heels, afraid to lose instead of going all out to win and grabbing for the jugular. You know, um, I think he does a good job covering for his team, but they also have had a much of a mess over there. What still happened to the defensive coordinator? Nobody will even say anything. They said it was a death. Unless he died, okay? <laughs> then then something, something's not right. Right. And yet they hide things. And, and, and let me just tell you this. The Kevin Warren hiring after everybody was hired is an unmitigated disaster right now. He doesn't talk when there's a crisis. He was a guy that handled COVID completely backwards ass backwards at the big 10 you haven't heard a peep out of him he was supposed to have clear uh more more i guess i i guess you were supposed to have a better idea about the stadium where it's not even on the table so why the hell was this guy hired why was he hired i mean what are you trying to do what's what's what is why was he hired if, if he's not going to get the stadium. And what does he bring to the table? Because he doesn't bring leadership. You got a coach that uh, all sorts of rumors about. They said, well, he had a death in the family. Nobody's seen him for two months. The media's under lock and key. And he keeps his mouth shut about it. That's not good. So there's a lack, lack of trust up there. I think some of the players have always felt that way. Just my opinion. And, uh, I just think that Eberflus, I think he's on as much of a trial as Fields. But when you tell Justin Fields you have seven weeks, I give him a neutral last week. They ended up losing the game. He fumbles in the clutch. And his weakness was the play call. You have him standing still like Joe Flacco with Hutchinson. But yet Fields, if you know, and Bart Starr said this back in the day, you always look for one guy on defense on every defense that can hurt you. Whether it's Butkus, he said, Nitschke, 
Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor. Now, if you're watching on Sports Talk Chicago and you're watching my face, of course, Hutchinson's over here. They call snap. And Fields is just looking over here like nobody on this side is over there. He doesn't see him. And if he sees him, he can roll out. It was a horrible play call. And he was unaware of the sack. Then he fumbles. And I almost lost the cover. I had the Bears plus seven. Seven and a half. Thank God for uh, Darnell Wright kicking the ball out of the end zone. Because that would have been the worst beat of my life, my friend. I felt good about that. At least the Bears covered. Right. Yeah. Do you think, Mike, at the end of this season, Matt Eberflus is going to be gone, right? There's no way he could survive I'm not going to say that. I really? That, yeah. I'm not going to say that. I don't know if Poles is going to be gone. I don't know if Eberflus is going to be gone. They, they took over a mess. That's what they'll say. But they created the mess. Who got rid of Montgomery? Who got rid of Rokon Smith? I mean, don't tell me they wouldn't want either one of those guys back. I know that the Bears played well last week, but come on. You want those guys back. You know, we didn't lose. We didn't just lose Mitch, who was a winning quarterback. We lost Rokon Smith, and we lost David Montgomery. We lost 100 a catch of your receiver and Allen Robinson who stuck around and bragged that it would be great to play with fields and ended up with 36 after Mitch threw for 200 catches, but Mitch was a bust. This is my point, right? You have a receiver that caught 200 balls in two years from Mitch Trubisky and he caught 36 off fields. And then who was shuttled along? He was period. So DJ Moore, I like. I think Marvin Harrison is the guy I would take. I don't care. I could think you can build from the trenches and the uh, the draft from that point on. Defense, offense, but you got to have a, a superstar. You got to. You want that. You want that new stadium. If if Warren ever gets off his dead ass, you want that stadium. You got to start bringing in some players, some name players, and Marvin Harrison is a difference maker in my opinion, John. Mike, you bring up a great point about the stadium, too. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the Chicago Bears. I get it. Huge brand, huge opportunity, big fan base. But do you think this season has maybe sullied some of these stakeholders? I mean, this has been a, a train wreck of a season from off the field stuff, on the field stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, things going on that are going to be different at the end of this season. Do you mm-hmm. think all of that has hurt the Bears' efforts in getting a new stadium? Well, I'm just hearing there's tax things now and everything else. Well, that's normal. Usually, but I went through this with the Bears before, and they ended up at Soldier Field. And look at the monstrosity that place is. <laughs> you, you can't get to it. It's the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. It's the it's it to, to leave. It takes two hours to get home. It's just a bad place. It's it's a bad viewing area, I believe, and it's an ugly looking white elephant. That's what it is. I don't. You, this town can dress it up all they want. If I owned the Bears, I would already have land and I would already have a new stadium getting ready to be built if I was worth five or six billion bucks. And if I had a, uh, and that's a six billion dollar franchise, I mean. So I would only invest because it's worth that five or six billion. And don't think it isn't. Don't read Forbes. People would pay six billion for that, for the Chicago Bears, folks the standard bearer of the National Football League when it comes right down to it, the founder 
of the league owned that team. It's a proud franchise. And I'd have a new stadium site already. I'd probably clean a lot of house next year. I'd have Harbaugh ready to come in if I could. I'd offer him a percentage of ownership because here's what I want everybody to understand. If you give Jim Harbaugh, see, they say you can't get Harbaugh. I could get anybody I want. I got the money. And I could talk him into it. I know Jimmy. Jimmy, you know how I could talk him into it? I'd give him part ownership if I owned it. I'd give him 1%. All people go, 1%, Mike? Come on. Should have a blackboard for the people that can't follow along. Don't you think, John? Are we okay? <laughs> I, th- okay. I think that'd be helpful. <laughs> but that's okay. We're good. <laughs> so it's a six billion. It's a six billion dollar team. One percent sixty million. Plus your salary of like seven, eight million a year. Your ownership will only go up from sixty million. You only get one percent. If he says, Well, I want three percent, I go, okay. If I own a hundred percent. That's 97 for me. That's if I owned it on my own. Then I have Harbaugh in place. And then the stadium's being built. Instead, now I'm hearing by the time the stadium's being built, okay, there's a good chance that somebody's going to be saying, and Mike was a good man. (laughs) He had his problems. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we might not get a new stadium until 2035. 2040, De Niro's kid will be a star by then. Forget about it. So I go day by day, John, with this crap. It's a bunch of BS. The stadium is quiet, though. That stadium talk is quiet. And we should have heard something. I couldn't agree more. Mike North still with us here on Sports Talk Chicago. Make sure you follow Mike North, by the way, at North2North on Twitter. N-O-R-T-H, number two N-O-R-T-H, folks. Come on, I have a funny line every so often. Stick with me. (laughs) He does. And, Mike, before we finish up, I want to get into um, some personal stuff, talk about what's going on with you. Got a couple of minutes left. Uh, The Raging Mouth documentary, so that came out with The Ballroom. I know it's on YouTube now. How did that go? That's exciting. Well, it's going for the first two episodes, and then Eldo Gandia had health problems. He's had some health problems, and he's undergone a couple surgeries, so... We have tabled that for now. It's just like making a movie if the director's not feeling well. But he's back on the mend. But we had planned to finish it all before the season, before the Bears season. Now we're busy on the barroom with all the Bears stuff. So we're going to re- uh, keep that on. Thanks for asking, John. We'll re- reconvene that with the fine folks at Raul Jewelers after the Bears season, which will end shortly and abruptly as usual. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still doing my uh, show. In fact, today, I don't know, it's going to air tonight. I'm doing, uh, we're doing the Thanksgiving Nods Couple edition podcast today, and then it will be played on the weekend and stuff on ESPN 1000. Uh, My wife has decided to keep me around, sign me to another three-year extension. Uh, For a while, I was on one-year extensions. I was a little bit like Mark Grace, but, uh, you know, so everything's good. The dog is having fun, and, you know, you're doing good, so everybody's healthy, and that's it. The Bears still suck. That's it. Nothing's changed. Right. <laughs> Man. And I want them to be good. That's their number one thing. I don't care. Fields ends up throwing, going 6-0, and and somebody goes, see, Mike? I'll go, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm wrong for the first time since before Cutler. 
Okay, good. <laughs> but you got to show us. Got to show us. What's the worst Bears team you've ever seen? Does this one size up at all? Oh, yeah, as far as the clutch stuff. Yeah, we've had chances to win games in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Denver game was a, was a haunting. Yes. That was bad, as bad as this one. So you, you can't have – that's not an accident. You may have an accident with one, but with two, you know, games like that. Uh, I grew up loving the Bears. Um, I want them to win. I want them to do the right thing. I'm friends with a lot of the former Bears. I'm sure everybody feels the same way, but I've always told the truth. You know, somebody says, why aren't you on some of these shows? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Because, you know, like my wife told me, you're just too damn honest for your own good sometimes. But that's what why I'm still here. I made my bones this way. I'm not going to back off. And I'm not going to let the public intimidate me. I mean, we have teams making decisions based on public pressure. Screw that. If I would have succumbed to public pressure, I wouldn't have ever made it on the radio. He's a bum. He's this. He's that. And must have been, might have, half of it might have been true. But I always believed. And I don't know if the Bears have that belief with this current makeup of certain team, members of the team. I like some of their draft picks. It's interesting. Some of them that are shining, like Komet, are Ryan Pace picks. Very exactly. interesting. Very interesting. And they decide to stay with Justin Fields. This regime, if Mike North comes in and they go, hey, Mike, you're the owner. Mike North doesn't tell the new guy, the new GM, you got to keep the quarterback I have. Do you think we could win with Fields? Because I keep hearing, well, Poles inherited him. No. Poles decided to keep him. That made him Poles' guy. Period. End of story. They could have told him goodbye. But they got agendas over there. And Justin Fields is at the top. Drive a, if I drove a Chevy like Justin Fields drives, I'd drive it in the ditch. <laughs> and if I ate do if I went to Dunkin' Donuts and ate donuts like Justin Fields, I'd forget about the donut be stale in three days. <laughs> they, what I'm saying is they got everything. Chevrolet. They got everything wrapped into this guy. So he's the greatest since Unitas, no matter what. It's too bad I make sense, isn't it, Jen? <laughs> well, that's why that's why I bring you on the show. I know. I, just I tell you, you know, I hear some of this stuff. I see that some of this crap on Twitter, oh. all over social media. I can't take it. I need somebody to come on here and you know tell me the truth. You know what I call them? The usual suspects. <laughs> yes, exactly. Love, we love Cutler. They were the ones, the media, and they're still here. I mean, I hear about this Peter King guy. You're around 40 years for a reason. Okay. You've been a great massager for the league. Okay. And and I'm not taking anything away from the man, but he's swamp. He, he'd be considered the swamp of the NFL. The same with Florio. The same with a lot of these guys. They're all paid by the NFL because they got gigs with the NFL. Period. See, this is why I lasted two years on the NFL Network. I was on <laughs> for some of their top tens. <laughs> I was picking a lot of bears anyway. That's it. Well, Mike, um, thank you so much for joining us here today. This was amazing. Great injection of truth into this discussion. And I'm looking forward to doing this again. Right? What was that? 
truth, justice, and the Chicago Bear way. Exactly. You can't massage a broken back. You can only massage a sore back, folks. And right now, the Bears have a broken back. So let's figure it out and try to win a game. How'd you like that analogy, Bill? <laughs> Mike, thank you so much, man. Welcome, um, happy Thanksgiving. Yep, same to you. We'll stay in touch. We're going to be right back here on Sports Talk Chicago.